0: Today is January 14th. We are talking Yanks. It's Sunday morning. Jake's looking haggard. We got... I look terrible. Yeah, you don't look great, but you're on a mountain. Mountain time is always sunny. So I did a whole episode on mountain time. Nothing matters. So you can walk around wherever you're in Breckenridge. Yeah, this is normal. And look as haggard as you look. And people are like, "Ah, oh, we're on the mountain, man. Anything goes. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk the trade that the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Houston Astros made and how that affects the Yankees. We're going to talk Darvish. We're going to talk some of that stuff. And then we got voicemails. Hopefully those lead us into some fun conversations. Let's talk Yanks.
1: I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James, John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy
0: went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 (laughs) followers. All right, what's up, everyone? If you're listening for the first time, my name is John Boy. Real name's Jimmy. I am coming to you from California because I am a transplanted Yankee fan, and I have my co-host here, looking haggard like we said, coming to you from...
1: Breckenridge, Colorado.
0: And your name is...
1: Ooh, wasn't prepared for that one.
0: His name's Jake.
1: Jake. Jake's real.
0: Jake coming from Breckenridge, Colorado, which is one of his favorite... Places in the world.
1: Everybody loves the John Boy. Do I need something?
0: Does everybody love the John Boy? I don't know. I think it's just kind of like that's how that's. I, what I think I've people been...
1: do because it's like it's one word, quick. It's weird. Like fun, fun letters in there. John Boy.
0: It started because autocorrect on someone's phone in our group chat changed my name from Jimmy to Jami. Yeah. And then you guys called me Jami. And then. I needed – and then that spun to John Boy somehow. And I was trying to hide my social medias from all potential bosses. So I – instead of making my name Jimmy, I just made a John Boy in all those. Now look. look. Whoa, jinx. Jinx. Same time. All right, let's talk about this trade. The – Big Yankees news
1: in an Astros pirate trade.
0: Yeah, it is big (laughs) Yankees news in an Astros pirate trade. It's weird how the offseason is so boring. But if you haven't heard of the trade – and, and we are your source of information. A, that's scary. B, happy to tell you what happened. The Pirates traded Garrett Cole for a top third base prospect who's not even in the top 100. A meddling relief pitcher who's 25, been in the bigs for three years. People compared him to like Adam Warren or Chase and Shreve for us. And two other like lesser prospects for Garrett Cole. Which is surprising because... The Yankees were, they were supposedly asking more from the Yankees and the Yankees were offering more, but that's what it ended up with. What do you think? What's your gut reaction to this trade? My gut reaction, and I've kind of backed off this, was, wow, it shows how much we overvalue our prospects if this is a comparable trade by other people's thoughts. I've kind of backed off that now, but that was my initial gut reaction. What did you think? Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird
1: because you don't see a big name. You don't see the top prospect or whatever it was. I think the thing that's interesting is it's four guys who are major league ready, more or less. And this is, (laughs) this, this quote is almost kind of sad, but (laughs) Pittsburgh's GM, Neil Huntington said that the trade-off was obviously he liked the ceiling on uh, the four guys that they were getting. But more importantly to them is that they have, (laughs) between those four players they have 15 years of player control so basically Pittsburgh's getting four guys who are major league ready more or less and not necessarily the highest potential their basement is kind of what it is they're somewhat major league guys but (laughs) Pittsburgh just kind of wanted to have them under control and I, I don't know I think I don't know. Moran has got to be the big thing for them, and he's he's a third baseman. So you're hoping, you know, that's (laughs) he's a lefty first baseman. I don't know. It's it's tough to compare apples and oranges. You know, we'll we'll start screaming Andujar, this, that, and the other. Uh, Really good numbers in AAA for him. It's I think you and me have been on the same page that whatever the price landed at for Garrett Cole, I think we're going to be okay with because at the end of the day, it's a prospect or prospects. For a very proven starting pitcher, so yeah, I, the the Musgrove kid who was in the Astros bullpen, I, I think they're going to try him at starter. So we'll see. I I don't know I, if you're the Astros, you're you got to be pretty stoked. You've given up none of your <laughs> like core anything.
0: <laughs> they gave up no one that was going to affect 2018 for someone that is going to heavily affect 2018. Yes,
1: so,
0: good move for the Astros. Their bullpen gets stronger with Verlander, Keiko, and now Cole. Not bullpen. Their rotation gets stronger with those three guys. I still like our rotation just as much. Just um, as much. Tanaka, Sebi. It's just like Sonny. It's like unfair to think about
1: just because how crazy Verlander was in the playoffs last year. Like right now, he doesn't even
0: see. Like he went from in July. But Tanaka was. not wasn't Tanaka just as good? Not just as good. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not innings. Just, Tanaka went 20 level. innings, two earned runs. Yeah,
1: I mean Verlander kept going to World Series too, but it was just crazy because he was like a bad contract. We were talking Verlander for Ellsbury trades in July, and then the Astros said they saw something on tape, traded for him for kind of nothing, and now they have Ace Verlander again.
0: So. What happened, what happened was Verlander went to Houston and, and H- Houston has s- like super slow-mo cameras yeah. in their bullpen and Verlander saw something in those really super slow-mo bullpen cameras and changed it. And it was good. If you're, I think we made this joke already. If you're the tigers, you like, how quick did you install super yeah. slow-mo cameras? And, how, how could and how the,
1: quick- another team get ahead of you like that? Yeah. With a, a $10,000 camera.
0: I don't know. Yeah, now that won't help. That won't help. Oh, what idiots. Yeah. This, I mean, so, you don't, I can't believe anything. I don't believe anything. But people say they wanted Andrew Har. Cash refused to give up Andujar. Cash offered a Clint Fraser package trade with two other guys. Clint Fraser plus two. Houston would rather take the gamble on four guys with lesser ceilings than three guys where one has a high ceiling, which is just like, I mean, that's just, you could say it's dumb, but I think that math kind of makes sense. Like, okay, here's one guy that Clint, he's should work out. His potential to work out is really high. And then two guys who are 50, 50, or here are four guys. One guy's got like a 40%, a 70, 60% chance of working out. And three guys are 50, 50, the odds are still with. Does that make sense? Like, I kind of understand them wanting – it's quantity over quality. They wanted yeah. quantity over quality because they think everyone's a crapshoot, which is true. Everyone's a crapshoot. Yeah.
1: they. Uh, it, it was a very safe trade. There was no – not any high-risk, high-reward type players. Moran, looking at his numbers, he, he raked in AAA, and he was a top prospect. He had a weird injury. I think he got hit. And like broke his orbital bone or something like that, something in his eye, and that's how he like became a not top
0: prospect.
1: So that's kinda of brutal, but
0: tough way to get to the not top prospect list. They got four
1: guys that they think are gonna be on their major league team this year for a guy that they assumed was gonna be leaving their team <laughs> next year. So
0: Yeah, all right. Clint Frazier staying for now. Tweeted out a uh a <laughs> gif of from friends, which actually I liked. I get on him on Twitter a lot, but that was pretty good. What else does this mean? Everyone wants Darvish now. That's what this means. People didn't want Dar, Who Darvish? People didn't want Darvish. Now everyone says we need to go get Darvish. Getting Darvish because we want to stay under the luxury cap means we'd have to trade Gardner or Robertson. And logically, that's a sound trade. You'd be like, if you weren't invested emotionally in any players, you'd be like, okay, yeah. Trade an expendable relief pitcher for a... Top-tier starting pitcher. Expendable relief pitcher, top-tier starting pitcher. That makes sense. Trade a left fielder who's only got one year left on his contract for a starting pitcher. Logically, it makes a lot of sense. Money-wise, it makes sense. In my heart, in my gut, I don't like it. And you know what? I don't know when I became so damn attached to Brett Gardner. I used to... Like, whatever. It's Gardner. Okay, who cares? He was not... Even at the beginning of last year, I remember people telling me Gardner was a fan favorite. And I was like, no, he's not. People are just indifferent on Brett Gardner, but Gardner has like found his way into like, no, I want, I think Gardner's important to next year, which I do. I think Gardner's important next year. I think people really, a lot of people don't like what they see with Gardner. I don't know. I think he's, I think he's important. but logically it makes sense. Would you trade one of those two guys to make room and sign Darvish? Hmm. i Ellsbury,
1: obviously, <laughs> it's
0: obviously you know, like it's, if Cash yeah. if if Cash is the genius boy that everyone says he is, Cash God, he'll move Ellsbury. He'll find a way. Yeah,
1: and it's I, I think Cashman had a quote on it that was something like, "Hey, don't get on Ellsbury for his contract. If you guys want to get on someone, me, I I gave it to him. Something like that."
0: And which is tough if you're Ellsbury and you hear yeah.
1: that. Hey, he's he's collecting, man. uh but yeah, if if you could spin Ellsbury somehow again, you probably have to pay half of it and give up one of these prospects that ever, like you say, the prospect huggers. I mean, they to move a guy like Ellsbury. I think you have to give up a decent prospect, which hilarious. Yes, it's a yes and no. I mean, it just seems like you're you're doing too much at this point. Like now you're, and Gardner, Gardner's like a symbol of like old Yankees teams and like the I don't know playing baseball the right way and he's somehow getting better (laughs) in his like 10th season 11th season
0: yeah best season of his career great
1: defense and I I don't know I just don't want to see I don't want to become a Yankees team that depends on just straight up home runs and then you know we're we're watching Giancarlo or Judge trying to figure out left field and then it's just like not good baseball I don't know it's if if you can get Darvish and stand to the Cap and Hellsbury's the guy that's going, yeah, you you kind of have to figure out a way and do that. Gardner, I don't know. Like that gets into stuff. <laughs> like when I feel like if you talk to someone who's on the team, which we might talk to Greg Birdson, a good friend of ours, I feel like that'd be something that they'd be like, no, trade Gardner?
0: And D-Rob. He was pretty high on D-RoB.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't know. I in in summary, no, I'd rather. I'd rather trade a couple prospects and get someone like Corbin. I would.
0: Yeah, my personal thing is I don't think our outfield depth is what everyone else thinks it is. I am, like, on the other side of that completely. Hicks is our center fielder, deserves to be our center fielder, excited for him to put together a full season. But dude's never put together a full season. It's going on a sixth year in the league has never, ever – put together a positive full season. So I don't think that's money in the bank. Clint Frazier, he's a rookie. He's going to have growing pains like we saw. He's kind of a project. He's not going to come up like, he didn't come up like Gary or like Bird and able to hit immediately in the league. He slaps him around, but in the end, he wasn't ready and he's going to be a project. And I'm not saying I don't think he can be really good, but in 2018, I think if you if you trade Gardner and now it's Hicks and Hicks and Clint are getting every day at-bats. You're shooting yourself in the
1: foot, kind of. So. Uh, you're, you're one move away, and I know you can't fully live like this, but if you move, say you move Gardner, now you're an injury away, and we're talking guys, Hicks and Ellsbury, <laughs> who have injury histories that are pretty significant. Now, I, I mean, you're lining yourself up for an outfield <laughs> Left field of Judger Stanton, the other and right. And then you could see, like, a Clint Frazier center field. And, like, that starts turning into bad baseball a little bit. Again, no offense to, to Clint or anything. But to from what we saw last year to plug him in as the Yankee center fielder, I mean, that's, like, a little scary. So, I, yeah. I don't know. We, we definitely want to see. And that's, I, are we being too, too much of the Yankees? We don't need another starting pitcher. It would be very nice.
0: We definitely don't need Darvish. Right. I could say we may need another lesser just to solidify the five guys we start with are not going to be the five guys we end with, so get a six guy out there. CeCe Sabathia wants a six-man rotation. Yeah, that was was a real funny quote. Yeah, we may need another guy. We definitely don't need Darvish, but if his price drops low enough, you got to think, okay, well, why not grab this if no one else is paying him? Let's go into some calls. They'll lead us down some alleyways we aren't going. This one is about the outfield rotation. Hey,
2: what do you think of Judge moving to center field, standing at right, and Gardner at left because Judge was brought in as a center fielder when he got drafted?
0: Okay, so I like I like that you're thinking. I like that you're calling in the show and engaging with us. Your idea is a little nuts. Wants to put Judge in center field. I was Judge in center. Judge in center field. There's uh, you're not gonna put up uh, any guy who hits 50 home runs in center field and let him get banged up and run run himself into injuries. It just you put those guys in the corner outfield in the easy spots in right field where he doesn't do much. So. He said he got called, Judge got called up as a center fielder. I don't think that is correct. He was a first baseman in high school. When he went to college, there was already a first baseman there. So they moved him to right field. I think he played like seven games in right in center field in the minors. But yeah, that's, I mean, Judge can steal bases at will. We saw that. And the team told him, stop it. We don't want you getting injured stealing bases (laughs) when we have you to hit home runs. So. I'm not going to put Judge in center field. Please stop stealing bait. Also, Hicks is, we kind of just dissed Hicks, but Hicks is in center field. He deserves to start in center field and get a shot. I'm just saying you cannot chalk that in as Hicks is going to be there every day. Yeah, um, you're, not, you're not going to see Judge in center <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, just, that's not going to
1: happen. Too, too big, too, too high. Hey, John Boy,
2: it's Brad from Buffalo. Just wanted to comment. Last, last question, uh, free agency's been Pretty dull, and you know MLB trade rumors. I think uh, 13 of their top 15 free agents hasn't signed yet. Do you think the Yankees are going to be able to capitalize on uh, the the lack of free agent signing and get a super discount for a guy like a Todd Frazier or someone like that? I mean, free agency is only or spring training is only 30 days away. You know, eventually these guys got to sign somewhere, and I think uh, some of the deals on the table would be the best deals they get. Thanks, guys. Love your podcast.
0: All right, thanks, Brad from Buffalo, for calling in. And, like, that's going to happen. Some guy is going to get picked up cheap or take a pillow contract. you got to believe because we are getting too close to the season and no one signed.
1: It's wild. And I, I think my generic statement is because I think this is going to continue. And just think of the Garrett Cole trade we just talked about, a trade where he grabbed four okay guys but they were stoked to have them under their control for these. He literally said 15 years of player control compared to two years of Garrett Cole. So it's, it's a new age of baseball. I think this is going to become a huge topic in whenever the CBA is up or whatever it is, but can you go ahead? Yeah. (laughs) People are going to have to sign at some point or, and I, I'll just throw this out as kind of a fun thing. Or one team just snaps and is like, give me Darvish. Give me, give me all the guys out there. Throw Frazier. J.D. Martinez isn't signed yet, right? Nope. Cosmer, <laughs> like, Mustakis. Like, just, just picture being a GM. Like, you, you worked your whole life to get to this position, and now you're running a team, say, like the Cincinnati Reds. Who knows? Just a random team. And kind of, is it rude to call the Cincinnati Reds just a random team? I don't know. But, you know, you're the GM. You've worked your whole life to get to this position. And now you're looking at like, you know, eight of the 10 top tier free agents are just sitting there waiting for contracts. You're looking at your outfield. I can have JD Martinez right now. And like, I don't, I don't really have to break the bank. Although he seems to be the one guy that's getting offers that you're hearing about. Uh, I guess Hosmer, there's been some rumors that he's been getting some offers from the Padres, this, that, and the other. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I would love to see a team go bananas and, like, three guys get signed in one day to the same team. But, yeah, there's going to be some – I like pillow contract. That's a fun phrase.
0: I, th- I think it's going to happen, and I hope that it happens with Todd, and he's like, okay, yeah, fuck it. I'll just go win with the Yankees for one year and then get money. Give him a two two con two, two uh, the two year contract with the opt out. You know what they Todd Todd Frazier is linked. He said he's been talking to the Mets and the Yankees. The Mets just signed Adrian Gonzalez. If you're a free agent, like if you're Todd, I'd be like, okay, I'm out. You just signed Adrian Gonzalez, not playing there. You hate it. You hate Adrian Gonzalez. He is a known loser, and the Mets are a known losing team. That will be the biggest. Just why is Adrian Gonzalez a known loser? He complained that the Red Sox had too many night games, and the schedule was bad. He complained. He said that when they like blew the lead, he was like, "It's okay. It was just it wasn't God's plan for us. I'm not upset. It just wasn't meant to be." <laughs> Dude has just no grind or heart or hustle. He's just soft. And yeah. you go to the Mets, who are a disaster case already. That is, is... That'd be piss. If you're and Todd, you're not trying to go be Adrian Gonzalez's teammate.
1: Adrian Gonzalez was also bad last year.
0: Also, the Mets are putting together the slowest, most unathletic defense to be known to sports. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this, we're,
1: we're not here to rip on the Mets, but...
0: I don't hate the Mets. It's just funny what they're doing. But, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping we – Darvish, if he drops down to, like, if you get Darvish, Darvish for five years, 20 a year, I don't know what these are going to drop to. Or, like you said, they're going to snap. I wouldn't be surprised if someone dropped low enough to where we're like, holy shit, that was cheap.
1: Yeah, some, something will be surprising. But that, the big thing for
0: the Yanks is the salary cap.
1: They're they're going to be under it this year.
0: so Have to. Because – and then next year they'll go over it because the first year you're over you get taxed 20% of what you're over the second year you're over you get taxed 30% of what you're over and the third year you're over you get taxed 50% of what you're over does not not be the exact numbers but I know the third year you definitely get taxed 50% so that's why they have to get under this year cuz otherwise it's their third year in a row and then they can reset it resets and they can go over I don't know that I that just year. I don't see
1: I don't see them giving that money for Darvish. I don't know.
0: Me neither. I don't think it's a necessity. Okay, next message.
2: What's going on, guys? This is Rob from Arkansas. Call it in. So, when I was in high school, my team voted who were the two most worthless players on the team. After we came to a consensus, of course, besides the two that were chosen, we had them fight in the locker room after a game to determine which was the least worthless. So my question is, who would the Yankees vote as the two most worthless players on the team? And then which one would win in a fight to determine who was the least worthless. Okay.
0: Have a good day. Bye. (laughs) All right. That's that's Rob from from Arkansas. We're at the battle of the worthless. Who do you think on our high school? Well, that's a dumb question. No one knows our high school team, so yeah, we I don't won't think do they that. Talk about that. Uh, all right, I, I have two in my mind. Like I didn't think about it quickly, but I have two in my mind that I think would be battle out for the most worthless. Who's, do you, do you who, want me to go who, first so you have time to think? Who's gonna be the
1: last guy in the bullpen?
0: Yeah, so that's that was what my brain went to, and I thought Sessa.
1: If if Sessa's the last guy in the bullpen, it's it's Sessa, and then I Shreve. Oh, give me Shreve. Give me Shreve. Shre- Shreve and Romine.
0: Romine gives Gary his days off. I think Ellsbury is a little more worthless than Romine.
1: Ellsbury's numbers are good. <laughs> <laughs> People just hate Ellsbury because of his contract.
0: Okay, but, but, but Ellsbury is numbers again.
1: His personality Ellsbury in a
0: fight is useless. Ellsbury, Ellsbury in a fight's really funny because he'd lose. He wouldn't try. Right. He'd he'd be peaceful, like,
1: even while he was getting beat up. You're like, no, man, I don't want to do this. And like the fight's clearly already happening.
0: <laughs> like he's just taking blows. I'm not gonna fight you, man. <laughs> like,
1: you're you're getting I'm not fought. interested
0: in this. I'm not interested in this fight. <laughs> what is As he's taking punches to the face. What is Jacoby Ellsbury like? You know what I'm That's, saying? That's that's the. That's why I call him Mr. Boring, man. I know. What's Jacob's very? What is Jacoby Ellsbury like? Is the age old question. He does interviews. with like every other player. I can say, yeah, he's. This is kind of his personality. Well,
1: hey, know how attached we were to Brett Gardner a minute ago? Ellsbury's numbers are not far off from what Brett Gardner does.
0: Yeah, but what's Brett Gardner like? What's his personality? He's mean. He doesn't like finger guns. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an angry, mean dude who gives you shit, but you don't know if he's being serious or joking, and sometimes he's joking, sometimes he's serious. It's a nice, we know what we have in You Garden. always
1: get it wrong. Like, when you think you've got Brett Gardner like going on a good joke or something, and then you, you send that one line at him, then he gets his most mad.
0: Yeah. Fucking, we're playing a game today. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a fucking joke? All right. Uh, who's your most worthless? Is it Shreve and Sessa just fighting it out? I guess so. I See, I was I was putting Romine in the fight because I
1: also think he wins the fight.
0: Definitely wins the fight. He's got great fight strategy. Ground game, man. Ground game. Shreve is a, like a handsome, tall boy. He'd try to, like, no, dude, we're going to stand up and trade blows. Like, let's be manly about this. Yeah. And Romine would be a bulldog. This is a fight, Shreve, you dumbass. Yeah. Throw him to the ground. Throw some gut punches rub some dirt in his face and walk away.
1: Hockey fight a little bit. I see Shreve's shirt over his head
0: and being like, dude, that's Shreve's not like, cool. I didn't, we're not, that's not cool. Man. We're fighting. Just Stand up and fight me. Stand up and fight me like a man. <laughs> Shreve goes home. He's like, I couldn't even use my strength and my tallness and my reach because he just threw me to the ground right away. It wasn't fair. It's like, no Shreve, you dumb tall guy. That's the strategy. Case and Shreve. That's tough. Yeah, it's a tough name. Are we it's also like,
1: bear, uh, are we kind of mean on Shreve? Shreve? <laughs> For a young guy has decent <laughs> numbers as, like, a lefty. Like, is, Jason, is Jason Shreve going to be in the league for 15 years?
0: Yeah. he's the
1: the A lefty, lefty with the 3-7 ERA? <laughs> That's... I, don't
0: dis- I don't dislike Shreve, but in our bullpen, he's kind of, if you were to go to pecking order, he doesn't fall in the top six. Yeah. Alright, next question. Chasen's a bad name. You shouldn't name your kid Chasen. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, Stanton Batten second? By the way, this is uh, Rusty Rages. But yeah, what do you think about Stanton batting second um, instead of judge sometimes? Stanton batting second. Do you want to go first on this, Jake? Because I have a steadfast take. Ooh.
1: I, I didn't know we were given steadfast takes. What's steadfast? No band? idea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to address that. <laughs> you might, you'll see it at some point during the year. That's baseball now. You kind of mess with lineups, this, that, and the other. I wouldn't be
0: surprised if Resolutely being... Resolutely firm and unwavering. Bam, used nice. it perfectly. Wow. Look at me.
1: You'll, you'll see them try. I could see a Joe Madden lineup at some point this season with, like, maybe, maybe Gardner's nicked up and you see, like, Judge Stanton 1-2, and you'll hear all these baseball experts freak out about, get yeah, your best hitters most at bats, et cetera, et cetera. We both love Judge in the two-hole.
0: Yeah, which everyone else doesn't love, but I will. I love it. It's it's he's kind of the perfect the perfect
1: mix of where baseball is going. He has the on base percentage. He's an extremely dangerous threat. Again, second in the MVP last year. But is he's kind he's gonna be the dream two hole hitter like ten years from now. People are just still caught in like the well, you're a big boy. You hit home runs. You back cleanup. And that's, baseball's just not there. It's, Little League kind of had it right. Little League's, been, <laughs> Little League's been doing it for years that you have your best guys bat first, so you get them the most at bats. And now <laughs> Major League Baseball's like, whoa, that's, that's not too bad. <laughs> kind of like that.
0: So here are my stats why I love Judge in the two-hole. Pitches per plate appearance. All of Major Leagues last year, Aaron Judge was number three. He averages 4.41 pitches per plate appearance. Brett Gardner was number 12 out of the entire Major League. 30 teams, 25 players a team, whatever, 10 you want to say. Brett Gardner, 4.23. So on an average, an MLB pitcher with Gardner going one and Judge going two, threw eight pitches before getting to the third batter. And his on-base percentage was highest on the team, and he still hit the home runs. And you have Stanton behind him. Stanton's Stanton doesn't crack the top 50 uh, pitches per plate appearance. I think Judge works in the two-hole like, perfectly. He's got speed on the bases. Like we said, they just don't want to let him steal. Gets on base when he's not hitting home runs, and hits home runs. And it's only the first time in the order. Once the first inning is over, batting order doesn't really mean shit at all. Just It means Judge is going to get more at bats than the people behind him, right. which is also a good thing. And with Stanton behind him, he's going to get a little more fastballs. Also a good thing. I like judging the two-hole. Yeah. Straight straightforward. Okay. What was the straight word you used? Steadfast. Steadfast. All right, next. Next caller.
2: All right, guys. Uh, this is Jack from New Jersey. I just thought I got two things. Um, just thought of a trivia question. Um, I was thinking of three Yankees players who've had a nickname based on like a month mister like a month i just wonder if you guys can name them i know them but uh just thought of them another thing um what do you think the chances of judge having like a big drop off this year are and like how bad would it be Just i know the uh your what do you think the chances of that are all right bye
0: from new jersey i actually like the trivia question because i don't know the third off the top of my head obviously you got mr november and jeter mr october and reggie do you know the third i do not my first guest was a sarcastic Mr. April for, for Teixeira or something. Yeah, someone who just always had a tough start. Wait, is Gary Sanchez called Mr. August? Because two years of his career, he's dominated August. You sound like a guy wearing an El Gary hat. Yeah, you can't be... I don't know this. I don't should know. Should I look it up? Should I look it up and find it out? If you can, how do you even search or sh- that? Or, sh- or should we let... You know how bad I am at Google searches. Or should we let Jack... Just tell us afterwards. Yes. Let me see if I can pull it up quickly on this list of Yankees nicknames. Mr. Murder. Do you know who Mr. Murder was? Played for the Newark Eagles in nineteen forty-nine through nineteen fifty-six. Oh boy. Mr. Baseball? Was that Don Mattingly He was Donning Man Oh, Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield's nickname was Mr. May. Mr. May? Hey. Hey, how are yeah. you? How are you? Guy visitors. Good to see you, yeah. Good to see you too. Uh- <laughs> Mr. May, all right. And do you want to do a couple more? Or you got to bounce. I kind of got to bounce. I'll finish the show up on myself. I'll go. I'll go solo. Jake's right. Jake's at a Jake's at a uh, ski resort, so people came home. Good luck. See ya. Bye. Get the fuck out of here. All right, Jake's gone. So Judge having a drop off. I think. I mean, you gotta kind of expect some drop off. Fifty two home runs is is bizarre. You think? I mean, if he gets better. That's fantastic. Now he did slump for a little bit. So you take out that slump. Could he have been better? Yeah, he could have been better. I think you prepare yourself for a drop off, but not a drastic drop off. There's there's a, there's a a level below what he did that we could we would all still be very happy with. That isn't the same as what, like you know what I mean? He could have a little drop-off and we'd all be like, yes, that's very good. Because his season last year was insane. Dude had 100 RBIs, 100 runs, 52 home runs. All right. Let's see what else we got.
2: Hey, John Boy. Andrew from Else Kitchen. What are your thoughts on the Yankees possibly going after, say, uh, Andrew Kashner? And also, a uh, backup catcher situation. Do you see them going after a... Uh, you know, and Alex Avila. If he ends up being too expensive, maybe you know, AJ Ellis, Renee Rene Rivera, Giovanni Soto. Just you know, throwing out some names here. Uh, yeah. What do you think,
0: Cashner? Maybe. I, like I, we were saying earlier, we we need a six pitcher. Not need, but like I could see everyone wanting a six pitcher. But Darvish seems a little in, intense. If you go after a lesser try to trade for Corbin. I can see them doing that. Uh, and I think it would help us out because you never finish the same five. You start like I I said already backup catcher. I think even on this show, I said at the end of the year that backup catcher is probably a priority because Romine did not have the best season. Uh, he finished one of the worst hitters and his defense wasn't even that much better than Gary. I think the defense is a outcome of the pitching. We had Sonny Gray come over We had Sonny Gray come over, Jaime Garcia come over, Canely come over, D-Rob come over. A lot of those guys love to just spike balls in the dirt. And you had two rookie-ish catchers, Gary especially, who didn't know them, didn't handle them. So tough staff. And then you got Patances, who spikes him in the dirt too. Uh, Jess totally told us when we were hanging out with him, like, fuck catching Patances. That would suck. So I thought backup catcher was a necessity. I think with the luxury and the money we're owed now, don't think that that is on the list of things we need. I think uh, I think they'll stick with Romine. He calls a good game. Clubhouse likes him. And I, so I, I'm with Romine now. It wasn't I was the beginning. I've changed. And uh, oh, it looks like Andrew called back. I thought this was the same voicemail, but he called and left another one.
2: Hey, John Boy, it's Andrew from Hell's Kitchen again. Uh, while I'm thinking about it, I'm kinda curious. Uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, the, I guess you could say the the progression of the life of Jen Selter as she moved from Clint Frazier to Christoph Sporzingis? Just, uh, just very curious, you know. You and John Boy, or you and Jake are, uh, or at least Jake is. He's a Knicks fan. I don't know about you. So, yeah, I just want to know your take on that. All
0: right. Uh, yes, kind of wish Jake was still here for this one. Jen Selter, grandma, dad, a lot of people listening. If you don't know who Jen Selter is, she got famous for having a really big ass. She does a lot of butt workout videos. She invented the butt selfie, which is a picture you take where you just, like, stick your ass out and take the picture at the same time. And uh, she wasn't hooked. She's She's... Dating or a link to Chris tapps is now in the Knicks. When Clint Frazier first got traded over, he tweeted at her like, uh, hey, now that I'm in New York, let's go on a date, Jen. And I don't think she responded. And then he tried to get a hashtag going. "Selter dates Frazier. Since then, Clint Frazier has found love with some girl with a corny name like Hope or Faith or Joy. I forget what her name is. And he's all kissy-kissy. Uh, but uh, Selter, good for her. Got famous for having a big butt. And now it's just dating dating the richest people in New York. So the progression of her life is, is pretty cool if you're a fan of people making a living off not really having a talent or skill. I mean, can't knock someone that does that. Good for you. Go get money however you want. All right, that's the end of the show. Jake, at a ski resort, had to bounce early, left with just me. Nothing's happening. I'm hoping something happens. If Steinbrenner was still around, I think... Darvish would already be a Yankee because he'd be upset about missing out on Cole, even though maybe we didn't really want Cole. That's the thing. We have no idea how much we actually offered, wanted, interest. But Cole goes to Houston, which if the season plays out how it should, we would uh, maybe seeing them in the playoffs again, which would be fun. I'll take – if we're in the playoffs, I don't care who we're playing. Let's just play. People were scared of the Indians last year, and that worked out fine. All right, that's the end of the show. Keep the voicemails coming. We've had some people email stories about meeting players. We're going to table that since we're running out of now, time now and I'm alone. But stories of meeting players, questions, anything. Buy an Gary hat. I got them. I'm sending them out soon. If you, uh, if you ordered one already, we had some hiccups. And now they are being shipped out as soon as they get to the post office. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Keep the reviews. Keep the ratings. Keep the love coming. Thanks for the support. And have a good day. Hopefully, hopefully we get news soon because no news is incredibly, incredibly boring. Thanks again. Tell them, Grandma. Oh Yankees.